and finishing touches that work best with your space, your lifestyle, and your budget. So if you want to change the look of just one room or furnish an entire home, Moss Holders Designers can get it done. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Working to keep taxes low is what our government should do. Hi, I'm Mike Arzi, candidate for county commissioner. Anyone living in Sheridan County knows that the current practice of taxing property on what your neighbors purchased theirs for is crazy. As your county commissioner, I will work to lobby the state for an acquisition value property tax structure that doesn't tax folks on unrealized gains. I believe that that's the fair way to do it, and I'd appreciate your vote on August 16th. Paid for by Mike Arzi. It's time to cowboy up and register for the annual Wolf Creek Wrangle Trail Run. Race day is September 17th, and you can run, hike, or participate virtually in a 5-mile, 7-mile, half-marathon, or 30K run. This event is hosted by the historic Eaton's Ranch, and all proceeds benefit Habitat for Humanity. Spots are limited. To register, go to runwolfcreekwrangle.com. This race is brought to you by Fremont Toyota of Sheridan and sponsored in part by Sheridan Media and Sheridan County Travel and Tourism. The office supply department continues to expand at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. Need office supplies? We're here to help. We're adding more in-stock items all the time. You can also go online to SheridanCommercial.com and view over 42,000 office supply items that you can have delivered to your office or to our store. We'll even deliver them. SheridanCommercial.com is an office supply mega website. The Sheridan Commercial Company office supply department inside at 303 Broadway or online at SheridanCommercial.com. Voting this year? Keep in mind, Wyoming law requires voters to show an acceptable form of identification when voting in person at the polls. There are several things you can use as identification, including a driver's license, a tribal ID card, a U.S. military card, valid U.S. passport, a valid Medicare or Medicaid card, and your UW-Wyoming Community College or Wyoming Public School ID. If you don't have any of these, you may obtain a free Wyoming ID card from your local driver service office. Remember when your dad used to yell through the bathroom door? Hey, in there, did you fall in? Well, if you actually did fall in, then you might need the calming, health-giving effects you can only get from the health nut. Aisle after aisle of supplements, vitamins and minerals, an all-natural soup, salad, and smoothie bar, as well as a health food grocery and gift shop. So get good with the world. Be happy when you get healthy. And that starts at the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program brought to you by Elias and Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse... Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now this morning I am joined by Sheridan City Council members Kristen Jennings and Jacob Martin. Good morning, council members. Good morning. Now, how's your summer been? Hot. Yeah, right? I mean, it has been a warm one out there. You guys been staying busy? Yes, very much so. What do you like to, is there anything that you like to do in the summer that you can't Doing the other seasons? Um, sit in the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> you just you're like me. You just stay in. I'm good. I'm good yeah. with the AC. How about you, Councilman? I, I like it all. Uh swimming outside. Um, yard work, simple things like that. I really enjoy in the summer. Yard work. That's something that I actually enjoyed for many, many years when I owned my own home. 
But, uh, you know, when you own your own home, there's always something that needs to be done. That's one thing that I noticed. Nothing is ever actually 100% complete. I think it's just a constant you know, battle. Well, now I'm going to go do this. Now I'm going to, well, now we got to paint that. <laughs> uh, the list just goes on and on. Uh, how did, uh, what'd you do for the rodeo week? Um, I, I was actually fairly busy and was not able to do much of the um, rodeo activities. So unfortunately I didn't get to see much of anything. Oh, you didn't get to go out? <laughs> I didn't, no. No? no but. How about you, Councilman? Did, were you able to take the kids out to the carnival? I soaked all of it in. I I went to rodeo, then uh, I participated in the sneakers and spurs race. Oh, did you? I watched the parade, and I went to the carnival. So it was all real fun. Full week. I liked it. Full week. What's your favorite rodeo event when you go in? Uh, this year, I really liked, I don't know what you would call it, but this woman was like an acrobat pretty much on a horse. Yes. Wow. Right upside down. Did you see it? I did. I did. I got to see the. That was my favorite one. And I liked the. There was a 12 year old girl that was really talented and it was pretty cool. She rode Roman style, I guess you would call Mm -hmm. it. She's the one that I got to see. Yeah. Oh, okay. Those were my favorites. Oh, I mean, the amount of time Mm -hmm. that they have to spend with their animals to achieve that trust is just amazing. And uh, it's great to see. It's great to see that something like that, that old trick writing. I like the You know, yeah, it's kicking off with the next generation, too. Yeah. So that'll continue. That tradition will continue. And and that's something that I think is, you know, it's, it's... it was a really big thing to see it back in the day. And, you know, with the advent of technology, which we were actually just complaining about, weren't we? <laughs> yes. But with the advent of technology, you know, a lot of these kids are like, oh, we can YouTube it. There's nothing like seeing that in person, seeing somebody with that much dedication. I was able to see it last year, and it was it was just absolutely incredible. And I'm like, I would be on the ground. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. The only trick writing I did, uh, hunting season. Uh, we were way up in the Rocky Mountains, riding across this shale hill. Oh. It was just shale covered oh. in snow, and me and my horse went down. Oh, no. And uh, that was the first time I'd ever gone down with a horse, and uh, we tumbled a little bit. There's my trick riding for life. <laughs> I'm, I'm, all, I'm all caught up. Now, uh, Council Member Martin, uh, I, I got to ask you, you've chosen n- not to run for re-election. Uh, you just want to move on to bigger, better things, or what are you thinking? No, not that I want to move on to bigger, better things. I think uh, council's a very important role. Uh, just a couple pretty simple reasons. I've, my family has dreams of moving into the county, oh. a little more larger plot of land. <clears throat> really like to get some more animals. Uh, get my daughter a pony. Oh. So I like the idea of getting out more in the, out of town. Yeah. And just to free up some time, I've really enjoyed council, and it, it'll have a special place in my heart, and maybe I'd get back into something in the future. But uh, for now, I've got a year before my daughter starts kindergarten, so I'd like to just free up some time. and Enjoy your time with your baby. Re- Absolutely. Relax for a, a little while. 
Uh, those are fantastic reasons. Want to spread your wings and uh, spend time with your kids. I mean, two things that are extremely important. And, uh, you know, I hope you get that plot of land out there. I think that would be fun. I, I hope so, too. Yeah. <laughs> now, and the uh, pony. <laughs> yeah, and the pony. Now, uh, what is, and I'm gonna, I'm probably going to slaughter this word, columbarium niche? Is that is that how we say that? Yeah. What is that? I think that's how you say it. <laughs> that's how everyone's been saying it. <laughs> it's for cremation. So uh, I, the idea behind this is to free up more space and make it a bit more economical, but still in a very nice way to lay people to rest. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. In their final spot. So is this almost it, like a building where we would... It's like a structure, and then it... I guess the way I would describe what it looks like is like a post office box line of. Okay. Yeah. I th- we've seen those around bigger that, cities. Yeah. Know, just a, a foundation of rows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jumped yeah. in if I'm not. No, no, you're you're absolutely <laughs> correct. It. Yeah. Well, yeah. So they usually have like a little spot where you can put some flowers or something as well, right? Um. Yeah. So they're actually you you won't be able to put them on <clears throat> the door to the columbarium, but there will be a spot off to the side that will be assigned for each columbarium that will allow them to place flowers and mementos and things like that. How did so. this develop? Did the uh, cemetery board come to you guys and say, "Hey, we need to." We need to figure out how to how to free up some space. Or? I think it came from uh, staff recommendation, the cemetery, yeah, uh, person and, and yeah. There was um, they they said in the presentation the other night too that there was uh, quite a bit of interest in the community, and so people had been calling and asking, you know, was that something that the the Sheridan Cemetery did? And up until now, they they hadn't, and so I think it kind of sparked that idea that that maybe we were starting to get quite a bit of interest in it. And um, it was both potential for um, saving space in the cemetery, but also meeting a need that had not been met before. Yeah. So. You know, I've covered cemetery boards in the past, and, and there are a lot of alternatives out there to that traditional casket burial. Um, and one that I really like, um, and I don't think anyone's done it yet. I'm not sure. I'd have to double check. But it's it's called a natural burial, and it's it's usually in a cemetery has purchased a plot of land where they don't landscape anything at all. They just leave it natural, and the deceased is then wrapped only in a shroud. And it's a very special shroud uh, specifically for this purpose. And you're given a plot out there in this natural land, and you're laid to rest there. Uh, and, and there's only a very small marker as to where you're at. And, and if I remember right, in some cases, no marker at all. Mm. And it's just a very natural um, resting spot, you know, for those individuals who love to look out on the Wyoming prairie and say, you know what? That's all I want to look at. Right. You know, how, how you want. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think I think that's I think that's something that I would really explore, you know. Um Me too, maybe. Yeah, that natural burial is is something that I I I really like. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that's a great idea, man. <laughs> like and you know, it's not as organized, but it's not supposed to be. Right. So that's you know, there's all kinds of different ways that we can do this. Now, it, where are we at in the development process? 
of uh, our columbarium. Uh, is this something that we, we know we're going to go forward with this and uh, they've received funding? I would assume so. Um, yeah, so so they, uh, yeah, basically the other night the, the presentation was that, yes, this was, we were moving forward, that they were um, looking into funding and, um, of course, you know, obviously there's a cost for it and so right. that will, will help um, part of it, but um, <clears throat> they are they are looking into funding and, and the best way to get that done, but I believe it is, is absolutely something they're going to move forward with. So. All right, so that's going to be another option that we can actually take advantage of in yes. the future. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, I think cremation is also um, something that has really kind of taken off since about the 2000s. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are making that decision as opposed to the the old casket burial way of doing things. Yes. Uh, and, you know, with as many people as we've got in the world now, <laughs> we need to save some space. So I completely agree with it. Now, let's move on to Ordinance 2250. Did I get that number right? I think I did, yeah. All right, so uh, what is this ordinance, and and what does it really do? Well, um, so the ordinance basically, it's it's called the Gambling Moratorium, and um, it is putting a two-year moratorium on um, expanding gambling machines in the downtown area. So it, it expires in December of 2024. Um, and, and basically the reason that it came about was that the um, state legislature, the governor was not necessarily um, excited with how the state legislature had not handled giving uh, gambling restrictions down to the, the municipality level. And so this, um, he had sent a letter to the state legislature and said, you know, hope to see that you guys work on this in the future. And um, so so the um, moratorium was put into place um, basically to just kind of provide some sideboards until there was some more direction from the state legislature. Okay, so this is basically the city taking action mm-hmm. <clears throat> and trying to prevent like an an overfill of these gambling machines in the downtown area. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh because I you know, I don't I don't know the law when it comes to gambling in Wyoming. Um I if I remember correctly, it's fairly new, only the last couple of decades. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of regulation revolving around that, is there? Uh not that I can think of anyway. So this will help the city be able to say that. Uh, right, and and basically just kind of keep things um, tied down until until some determinations can be made a little bit further down the line. Hopefully, you know the state legislature works on it this this time in their session. So um, basically, we'll just kind of a wait and see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and does this ordinance is this a permanent thing or it, it just two years? Just two years. Oh, okay. So we it, either legislature does something about it or we have to renew or react this thing once again. Correct. Wow. Okay. Now, what were the the discussions like among city council members regarding this ordinance as as it was developing and moving through its process? It's got to be read three times, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you just read the third reading, uh, effectively making it the ordinance of of the land. Um, yes, so it was voted on a couple weeks ago, and it, it did pass. Um, I I personally voted no against it, um, just because my my thought process behind voting no was that it, it's it 
provides a um, restriction on free business and free market. And we, you know, we had already set a precedence in the city by allowing um, other gambling establishments to have, uh, you know, essentially as many games as they wanted. And, you know, here we were coming back and saying, well, just because you're in a different part of town, you, you can't have what you want. Um, and I, you know, I mean, it's hard for me because gambling is, you know, a vice. And, and of course, I look at that and I'm like, oh, I don't want to promote a vice that, right. you know, could be harmful to people. Um, but on the other hand, free market is very important. And so, you know, it's it was I, I struggled with that one, but ended up voting no in, in the um, interest of, of free market. So but, you know, I, it, it doesn't bother me. Um, terribly that this has been put into place because there is that restriction of two years and that gives everybody a little bit of time to, to deal with it and to have those discussions. But, you know, I, I, I know that some of the, well, uh, the other council members voted for it. So yeah. Councilman Martin, what was your thought process behind it? Uh, I opposed it from the beginning. Oh, really? I'm sorry. You, yeah. did, you did vote against it. And it was <laughs> same thing, free market. Yeah. I, I just didn't see what the big deal would be if somebody wanted to open up a spot to play games yeah. downtown. And it doesn't bother me. These are like those those I don't slot think it games. Would ruin Main Street. Yeah. Slots. In fact, uh I don't know why the laws prohibit gambling in the first place. I personally think it would be kind of cool if somebody opened up a small or not a small but old-fashioned type saloon where you could play cards and yeah like yeah. old west style yeah it was kind of funny because when this ordinance got brought up one of the goals was to preserve the historic nature of downtown main street but i think historically we probably had <laughs> there's probably <laughs> been a lot of cards played downtown yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it just I, it didn't bother me if somebody wanted to open that i don't think it would they'd like take over main street or anything mm-hmm. so I've seen I've seen so many different establishments in different states deal with this in various ways. Uh, you know, I, I I spent some time in Baker City, Oregon, and uh, it's you know I say Oregon, and a lot of people think, oh, that's liberal. Well, <laughs> the eastern side of Oregon is is pretty conservative, mm. but in their bars and and their saloons, uh, you can play. I think it's blackjack. Uh, They have blackjack tables, and uh, for a time, uh, my mother even dealt at a blackjack table for for a number of years. So, and and I don't remember, you know, I've never talked to the law enforcement over there or anybody who had to deal with anything. But I, it was just kind of one of those things that happened, you know. Well, you know, where it was. We're calling it gambling because that's what it is. That the I believe the state law refers. To what we're dealing with as games of skill, games of oh okay. They don't call it gambling, but <laughs> it it pretty much is gambling, and it, I think it was a way that the state got their feet wet with allowing people to start betting more and having these slot types of machines. Yeah, because you can't have a blackjack table still. Right, right. So I, I get that some people were concerned about having a whole big building full of tons of basically slot machines and potentially alcohol downtown. They thought maybe that wouldn't be the best thing, but there's two sides of the argument. Right. It didn't bother me, but I could see why. 
people might be concerned. I think that's one of the biggest challenges to the positions that uh, you guys are elected to. Mm -hmm. There is two sides to every single argument. And you try to meet in the middle, but in some some situations, there really the, the, there's no middle. Uh, you either allow it or you don't, you know, and that can be pretty challenging. I would tell people coming in to yeah relish the times where you feel like there's a consensus and that everybody's happy that something is being done, but there's going to be several times where you just don't win with yeah. Yeah. Either side, but that's just the way it goes. Yep. One of those situations. Dan, if you do, Dan, if you don't, right? Right. All right. When we return, we're going to continue with our Sheridan City Council. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. and financial money management isn't just about dollars and cents it's about dreams and opportunities and more importantly family we'll take time to get to know you then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard just like you to learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you visit elias and financial online or call 307-672-3010 securities offered through royal alliance associates inc member finra sipc it's no secret. Liz Cheney is desperate. Liz will do anything to cling to power. She's using Democrats to fund her campaign and begging them to switch parties just to vote for her. Now Liz is using D.C. dark money to run her TV ads, lying about Harriet Hageman. And we don't take kindly to liars here in Wyoming. The D.C. political insiders want to keep Liz in power so that they can continue controlling Wyoming's only congressional seat. Why else would Liz vote to restrict our right to bear arms? Liz Cheney is a serious threat to our Second Amendment. Unlike Liz, Harriet Hageman is endorsed by gun owners of America and received an A rating from the NRA. It's time to tell Liz Cheney and the D.C. insiders, enough is enough. I'm Harriet Hageman, candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Hegeman for Wyoming. Liam's Furniture is having an inventory reduction sale. 20 to 50% off all in-stock brand new furniture, accessories, and home decor. Like an Ashley sectional. Was $13.99, now $9.99. A Bassett Sierra buffet with leather and nail head accents and other high-end detail. Was $48.99, now $26.99. Liam's Furniture, fully stocked, needs to make room. 20 to 50% off store-wide. Furnish your entire home and save thousands. Liam's Furniture, 250 North Main, downtown. First Federal Bank and Trust formed in Sheridan in 1935 as a financially stable community bank. We strive every day to support and improve the lives of our staff, customers, and community. Currently, we have some great certificate of deposit specials. We are also assisting you with an increased online savings rate that you can easily open online. First Federal strives to maximize your earnings. We have been your community bank since 1935. First Federal Bank and Trust, online at efirstfederal.bank. Member FDIC. Hey, this is Josh with RTR Automotive Studio. With hail season picking up, it's time to think about your options for paintless dent repair. 
RTR Automotive Studio is your only locally owned paintless dent repair business in Sheridan. I have over 12 years experience and I want to help you keep your vehicle in pristine condition. We work with all insurance companies and offer full warranty on all of our work. Contact me at 307-752-7081 or stop by the shop at 403 North Main Street for a free estimate. Check out our before and after photos on Facebook and Instagram. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at Alliance and Financial. This morning I am joined by Sheridan City Council members Kristen Jennings and Jacob Martin. Now, details of the respondents to the request for proposals for ambulance services for the city of Sheridan were actually presented at city council study session earlier this week. The request for those proposals for EMS services for the city closed on July 29th, and the city received three proposals. The submissions were from AMR, Rocky Mountain Ambulance, and Northeast Ambulance Service. Now, council members, what does the council take into consideration when your proposals come in and you sit down and you really start to look at this? Because I'm sure all three of these services are probably very well. Uh, but so how how do you guys try to decide that? What's discussed? Uh, for me, it's just basically two things. Uh, who can meet the needs of the city and do so at a reasonable cost. Yeah. Yeah. So you just kind of weigh the money and then, and, and, and the, like, how do they let you know the type of service that they provide? Do they, within the proposal, do they say we have this many employees, we can cover this amount of room for X amount of time? Yeah, that's right. And the reason that this even came up to begin with is because our current provider and the city each of our needs were not being met anymore. So it was just time to revisit that and get a consensus of what we both need to uh, be effective. Yeah. So we did this request for proposals, and we'll look and see who can best fulfill our needs and also what, you know, we can do to help them operate the best way that they can. Councilwoman Jennings, what do you like to consider when you look at these things? Um, basically the same thing. Obviously the needs of the citizens are, are why we're even here. Right. And so it's something that you have to take into account, um, not just what it's going to do for the city as, as a municipality, but what it's going to do for somebody who needs that ambulance to be there when they need it the most. And so, and, and know that, you know, I mean, obviously ambulance service and medical service of all kind is, is just absolutely astronomical these days. And so, you know, can we um, make an informed decision that is going to uh, hopefully be as economical for them, but still provide the, the service for the needs that they have. So that's my biggest concern. Yeah. And, and, and I know this, it's almost like a no brainer question, um, but you know, Jacob, or excuse me, Councilman, <laughs> you, you, me you brought up a great point that every once in a while, it's probably even a good thing for the council to address contracts like this uh, and maybe see if something else is out there that can help. Um, you know, and I, I know it's 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 somewhat uh, a conflict with the the businesses themselves, but I I 
I can totally see why we would want to explore this every few years. How long had we had that contract with the former ambulance service? I can't give you an exact you don't, you, amount yeah. of years, but it was. I've been on. This is my fourth year on council, and it was prior to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would probably. And I, this is such a process to get through, though, isn't it? Um, you put out the RFPs when way back in April. Um, I believe they were done in May. So we, the we request. Were, yeah, we were um, we were notified um, that they were having these discussions. The, the staff and and Rocky Mountain Ambulance were having some discussions, and and um, we had uh, been presented. In fact, somebody asked me this the other day. We we did a presentation, or staff did a presentation on. Um, you know, why we were even addressing this issue um, with Rocky Mountain Ambulance. And I believe the day was May 16th. So if anybody wants to go back and, and watch the, the council session from that day, they can go and, and watch the presentation and it'll be you know, a lot of answers. So Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Now, uh, another thing, uh, the Hub on Smith has applied for two grants through the American Rescue Plan Act funding. What were those for? And, and why does the Hub actually need letters of support from the city? Uh, to achieve, uh, well, to get those applications through? Um, so first off, the reason that they are applying, one is for uh, roof replacement for the hub, for the building. Uh, an important yeah, thing, important <laughs> very thing. Yes, important. Yes, especially especially w- when it comes to winter. Um, and then the other one is they are doing a, uh, they're, they're trying to do some, um, the remaining phases on their infrastructure. And um, they have some needs there that the, the, the reason they're asking for um, approval from the city or letters of support from the city is that the city owns the building. And so they have to, you know, say, hey, are you okay with us making these changes right. um, before we before they do anything like that? But, yeah, it's so it's it's pretty simple in that regard that we just put out a letter of support saying, you know, we're we're absolutely fine as as owners of the business or as owners of the building um, to to approach these grants and, and apply for these grants so that, you know, additions and, and um Things can be made like that. Got to check with the landlord before you make any adjustments, (laughs) don't you? (laughs) All right. We've actually got a caller. Um, uh, Councilman Martin, if you would throw on your headphones, it'll be the only way that we can actually hear him. All right, caller. Good morning. Welcome to Public Pulse. So what do you you have for the council members? Good morning, Public Pulse. I do have a question for the city council. It relates to the trailer ordinance in Sheridan. I understand that about a year ago, the Sheridan City Council dodged a new trailer ordinance that would have been more restrictive for parking of trailers in residential areas. And I have a very serious problem with a large enclosed trailer and a 20-foot-long pickup truck parked in front of my house, blocking my walk, blocking my front gate, and periodically blocking my driveway. This precludes any access for emergency vehicles of ambulance or fire, and I'm trying to figure out what I can do to uh, address this problem. And can you can you put this question to the city council people, please? All right. Thank you for the call. Uh, thoughts? 
I caught the tail end of that. Something about a, a real long truck or trailer blocking access. Blocking, yeah. And he was talking about uh, a, an ordinance or something that he said was donched. Did he use that word? I can't remember. And by the city council or, or set to the side regarding trailer houses and trailers? Um, I, you know, I, I apologize. It's It's been a while, but I vaguely remember uh, a conversation about that, and I, I don't know um, uh, the answer to that off the top of my head. But um, <clears throat> there are there is still ordinances against blocking um, driveways, and um, it, 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 we suggest that any time that that is happening that you call, um, you know, the police department and have them come out because they can – require that that be moved and it, you know especially if it's blocking any any access of your personal property and uh, emergency vehicles so I would start there um, and then you know please feel free to always email us or call us if you're not getting any type of satisfaction from that and we'll be able to look into it further fantastic so he can take some action yes absolutely. all right uh, he can take some action starting right now yes and and, and the next time it happens just call the the PD and they'll have the code enforcement officer come and the CSO then I think it'll be resolved if not contact us contact city council members Uh, your emails and your addresses are printed all over the place and uh, you can go to the city council or the city website and they're definitely right there and gives you a, a good way to contact these folks now, uh, tell us a little bit about the Landfill Mall. This is something I, I spoke with the mayor about. Uh, we touched on on kind of the idea of what's going to happen out there. Where are we at in this process? Uh, first off, I guess for those who, who don't know what this is, let's talk about what it is. What is the Landfill Mall? People throw away things that still have use. Uh, contractors, sometimes if they're replacing Things in a home, you know, what they're taking out is still probably in, in good shape. Or Doors. Sometimes people order the wrong stuff, and they, they just, I guess, for some reason, don't want to ship it back. So, anyway, things that are still nice get taken to the landfill, things that other people could use. So, the idea of this is basically a, a restore. People can go, and if you need whatever you can go see if if it's up at the landfill and now i imagine out of the ground just like you said i'll bet a lot of that will be like construction material that's what i've heard yeah yeah they so that when i was talking to the landfill staff about it they they told me that you know sometimes somebody will send the wrong uh items for a contractor when they're building a house or doing renovations and instead of having them ship it back, since it's expensive, they'll just tell them, we'll keep it and we'll send you the correct stuff. And it's cheaper to throw it away. That, the, wow. So it's sometimes it's brand new. They'll take that up there. So people are like, well, instead of throwing this away, with it, you know, let's have a, a mall. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, I mean, this could be things like toilets, doorstops. Uh, handles for your cupboard. I mean, all Windows, kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. Windows. Yeah, exactly. I know right now they're like you can go there and get a bicycle for five bucks. Sometimes people still take pretty decent bikes to the landfill. So, I mean, but there's all kinds of stuff I'm sure that are going to be in this mall. And my first bike was a landfill bike. 
was it? And my dad, uh, he he was an engineer in the U.S. Navy, and those guys have got to be able to kind of create everything out of nothing. <laughs> you know, if something goes wrong with the ship uh, and you're out in the middle of the ocean, you're not going to be able to get in for a while. You've got to be very creative. Or training videos or MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exa- yes, exactly. And and my dad was uh, a part of the B-Boys, which was a unit specifically trained to do these kinds of things. And it was made up of kids from the farm uh, because they've had to do it. And so he was always really good at finding things, you know, uh, that others had thrown away. And he's like, oh, my goodness, that's like a brand new thing. You know, to this day, that bike is hanging up in the garage wow. uh, at my dad's place. And it was something that someone threw out. I date myself, you know, (laughs) (laughs) probably close to 35, 40 years ago. And he was able to take it, remake it and reuse it. And, and it got used all through my, uh, all through my life. So this is, this is stuff that you are going to be able to use. And, and how are we going to be able to promote and, and show folks this kind of thing? So I've heard that people have wanted to take stuff from the landfill but just the way it's set up now, they they can't do it. It's not safe, or yeah. there's liability issues. Uh, I've had friends tell me that you know they they've driven in there to dump stuff and then seen something that they they want to take and use, and they're like, well, I don't see what the big deal is. It's <laughs> gonna get buried. So this is a way to facilitate that and have a, a safe location where people can browse if they want to see what's in there. Where are we at in the process of this right now? Um, so they're not they don't have a set date for opening, but they were hoping um fall, early winter and and in tying on to what Councilman Martin said, um they're also going to be the items that are there, um they're gonna be photographed and placed on the city's website. So if you don't want to go down to the actual mall, you can you can browse online as well. So Oh, fantastic! So we can just jump on, uh, <laughs> jump on the landfill website, or share it on Amazon, <laughs> and look around. Yeah. Now, proceeds uh, or or funds raised from this uh, are not intended to make the landfill money, are they? C- correct. It just goes back to the operation of of what they're doing. So. Uh, as a way to negate other uh, other fees, maybe. Right. Yeah. So basically, they just um, it, it just cures a couple of issues, you know, offers a service to the public, and then it lessens amount going to the landfill, and then the fees, you know, can be brought down with what they make off of that, so. Well, this sounds like a fantastic <laughs> idea. My mom used to get in trouble for doing this kind of stuff. <laughs> Every time we pulled into the landfill, there was a man on a four-wheeler who'd come up and just, he would say hi, right? <laughs> but he just never seemed to leave until we did. It's because oh. everybody knew my mom. <laughs> She's going to leave here with more than what she came in with. Someone go say something. Uh, I think this is a great idea, and I'm sure a lot of people in Sheridan are probably going to save a lot of money when it comes to doing projects because of this kind of stuff. Uh, All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we return, we're going to continue with our Sheridan City Council. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Elias Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. 
We'll take time to get to know you. Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Tax planning is not just tax preparation. With the changes due to tax reform over the last few years, you need a tax planner to ensure you are getting the most value for your business. We offer advisory services customized to your needs to help maintain financial viability while achieving future goals. Come see us today. Parker Mellinger, focusing on where you're going, not where you've been. Tara Nethercutt wants to be Secretary of State but refuses to follow campaign transparency rules and supported a massive pay raise for the office. Nethercutt undermines election integrity by supporting unsecured ballot drop boxes that lead to ballot harvesting. And she voted against Wyoming's voter ID. A better deal, conservative Republican Chuck Gray. Chuck Gray voted against the pay raise. He authored Wyoming's voter ID, and Chuck Gray will make ballot harvesting a felony. Endorsed by President Trump, Chuck Gray for Secretary of State. Paid for by the committee to elect Chuck Gray. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. Sheridan Orthopedic Associates continues its over 50-year tradition of surgical excellence in Northeast Wyoming and Southern Montana with the addition of Dr. Jory Wasserberger, a Wyoming native, and fellowship trained at the Mayo Clinic in Orthopedic Sports Medicine. Dr. Wasserberger joins a team of highly rated surgeons providing spine, sports, hand, hip, knee, and shoulder surgery, joint replacement, and more, including emergency care, 24 Four seven three hundred sixty five days a year. Visit us at SheridanOrtho.com to learn more. Nashville Icons coming to Bighorn Mountain Country. It's the 2021 Forever West Songwriter Festival, August 18th through the 20th. Sparrow Wigwam, Wild Theater, and Sod Farm Festival events will host several legendary songwriters who've written hits for the likes of Brad Paisley, George Strait, Garth Brooks, Chris Young, Hank Williams Jr., Reba McIntyre, and Chris Stapleton. The Forever West Songwriter Festival. Find schedule and ticket information at foreverwestfestival.com. Good morning. Welcome back to Public Policy, brought to you by our friends out there at Eliason Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and this morning I am joined by Sheridan City Council members Kristen Jennings and Jacob Martin. Now, uh, I've got what we call the council review right here, and it's just a basic, some basic questions. Because, uh, uh, Councilwoman Jennings, you are finishing your second year on council, and so it's just a couple of real quick questions, and I'll end up uh, asking uh, Councilman Martin the same thing uh, in just a minute. But in your two years on the city council, uh, first off, I would actually... Um, just ask, how do you feel it's gone so far? Um, well, I, I feel like it's gone pretty good. I mean, it, yeah, obviously you go through periods where, like Council Martin said earlier, you know, there's there's feast and famine. You have those um, city council meetings where there's three items on the agenda and they don't, you know, they, they have to be dealt with because they're obviously functions of the city, but there's not a lot of 
concern or or issues that people have um with these particular items and so you know maybe the meeting lasts 20 minutes <laughs> right um but then there's the ones where you're there till midnight and 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 there's obviously a lot of concern or support um one way or another and so i think it's it's gone really well in that regard that um you know you just you you go in I, you know i personally go in with the ideal um that i am representing uh, the citizens they've they've elected me to do this job, and so you know my my goal is to represent them to the best of my ability and I just I think by keeping them in the forefront of my mind when I'm making my decisions definitely helps in in how I represent so absolutely now in in your two years, what has been in your opinion the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome? Uh, the contentious issues and, and, you know, luckily we haven't had quite a, you know, have, haven't had a lot of those, but, um, you know, I mean, we, we recently had the vote on about the train, um, uh, which the ended train. up being such a big issue, right? <laughs> it was. And, and I had had a lot of comments, um, and, and read a lot of comments. I, I sat down one night and I, I searched, you know, um, all over the places that I could find that people were talking about the train. And I just sat there for hours and read comments and, and tried to really just get a feel for what people were, were wanting to put forward. And, and so, um, that really influenced my decision. Uh, obviously there were some bigger issues in, in my mind too, as well as, you know, safety, um, the potential to, um, increase foot traffic across an active train track was just the first issue in my mind and then obviously the the historical fact of it um that that and it's not historical i'm not saying historical in the fact that it's been there for 500 years and and um from that standpoint but the historical fact in people's hearts yeah. um you know i i don't know how many people came up to me and said I've, you know, I've seen that. It was the first thing I saw when I drove into Sheridan or it's been there ever since I was a kid or, you know, whatever. And that has to be, that has to be considered, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it can't just be thrown to the wayside. And, um, so, uh, you know, the train I think has been probably one of the more, I, I came in on the tail end, obviously of fluoride and city administrator and all of those concerns. And, and I think, you know, in my mind, obviously, there's been a couple of other issues since then, but the one that sticks out the most because it happened the most recently. That train, train. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, I will admit that really surprised me at, yeah. at how divided people were on that. Yeah. You know, they and, and it didn't seem like there was ever too much gray. And maybe those those who were maybe apathetic about it or, or didn't care if we moved it or not didn't voice anything. Right. But, uh, yeah, from what I saw, boy. They were for it or against it all the way. Absolutely. I mean, uh, to a lot of folks, this was a black and white issue. Yes. What have you found to be the most rewarding aspect of being on city council within your two years? Uh, the citizens. Uh, they, again, they're the reason we're there. And uh, I think when they feel like they're being heard, um, that's the most rewarding because it's so easy to get caught up in um, this is just another job, but it it is really grounding to remember that, hey, you're not there to just make blanket decisions and move on. You're there. What you do affects the lives of people in this town. And, you know, I mean, we all have uh, thoughts and, and um decisions on why we make the decisions we make. Um, but again, at the end of the day, when we remember that the reason we're there is because somebody put us in that position, um, it's, it's rewarding to know 
that I'm not just up there, you know, it's, it's not just my, my regular day job where I'm, you know, do I shred this piece of paper or do I file it or do I, you right, know, I mean, right. this is, either way is probably not a big deal, but to some, to, to the people, the citizens of Sheridan, those decisions are a big deal. And so it's, it's humbling to remember, Hey, you know, you have to, you have to consider not just yourself in this. So. A lot of heart. Yes. You know, I, I, I think that's one thing that I've learned even just sitting in this chair. Yes. There's a lot of love in this city. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of passion yes. in this city. And Councilman Martin, we're coming up on the end of your term. Uh, as as we look back, what would you say in, in that time was the most challenging uh, part of being a council member? I don't know if it's any one thing. It was, it was, I really enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, difficult things are... You know, we when people have lived somewhere for a long time and they've got a lot of concerns about a new development being put in, like a multi-dwelling unit house. Growth. Yeah. A lot of that's been happening lately where people are concerned about traffic and uh, just the, their way of life where they've been for a long time changing. So uh, that always weighs on me. Um, and that that's one of the big things is weighing that that the difference in that and people want a lot to be done for attainable housing but it it also comes at the cost of uh infill making things more crowded yeah people that have been there already so that's tough yeah yeah now in that in your amount of time what would you say was the most rewarding aspect of being on the council uh, really, just what comes to mind. One of the my favorite things was uh, doing starting Sheridan's Fall Pumpkin Festival. That was fun, yeah. <laughs> because that's something where, yeah, everybody enjoys it. It doesn't matter where you fall politically. Everybody can agree that it's it's for a good cause. It's fun. It brings people together, and I look forward to this year's. Yeah, yeah. That that was probably one of my favorite accomplishments and successful things that I initiated. And, you know, uh, the idea that maybe a decade from now you'll be coming <laughs> into town from, uh, you know, from your place out in the county <laughs> yeah, with your daughter to enjoy the pumpkin festival that I, you helped get so. off the ground, right? Yeah. Now, um, <clears throat> what would your advice be? Uh, I've only got about a minute and a half sure. left. Uh to incoming council. Four minute stations. Who will, who will eventually take your seat? Uh, man, I think there's a lot of good candidates. I, I've met some of them. They seem like nice people. And really, for me, council is a nonpartisan position. So I, I would suggest just keeping that out of it. Uh, I think there's too much partisanship in us versus them. Council yeah. is just somewhere where you just try and do the best for the community. So just be civil, respectful. You'll disagree, but you can do that in a professional way. We're all just working together, trying to do the best we can. Thank you so much. Council members, I greatly appreciate you coming in. Uh, Councilman Martin, all my best in the future, my friend. This has been Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. At Eliason Financial, money management isn't just about dollars and cents. It's about dreams and opportunities, and more importantly, family. We'll take time to get to know you. 
Then we'll develop a unique wealth management plan that works hard, just like you. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. This is Renee Botten. I'm running for re-election as Sheridan County Clerk of District Court. By now, you may have seen that my opponent is running negative ads against me. Now I kind of know how President Trump felt. I can assure you that the district court clerk's office is being run competently, efficiently, and correctly. My opponent is hoping to pull you away from the truth, which is that I am the most qualified candidate. Don't fall for her deceptions. Vote Renee Botten for Sheridan County Clerk of District Court. Paid for by Renee Botten. In our nation's 246-year history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He is a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost his election, and he lost big. I know it, he knows it, and deep down, I think most Republicans know it. Lynn and I are so proud of Liz for standing up for the truth, doing what's right, honoring her oath to the Constitution, when so many in our party are too scared to do so. Liz is fearless. She never backs down from a fight. There is nothing more important she will ever do than lead the effort to make sure Donald Trump is never again near the Oval Office. And she will succeed. I am Dick Cheney. I proudly voted for my daughter. I hope you will, too. I'm Liz Cheney, and I approve this message. Paid for by Liz Cheney for Wyoming. Paid for by friends of Mark Gordon. When the federal government pushes its bounds, they're a threat to our state's rights. Mark Gordon pushes back. Mark Gordon proudly signed legislation ensuring Wyoming will control our guns and gun laws. He's fought the feds on vaccine mandates, border security, grizzly management, and their attacks on our fossil fuel industry. Mark Gordon doesn't typically start fights, but he's never going to duck one. That's why we count on him. It's the captain here with Captain Clean. There's no better way to freshen up after winter than to have your carpets professionally cleaned. Nobody has more experience cleaning carpets than Captain Clean. Always free estimates, 100% safe. Just call the captain today to schedule your next carpet cleaning. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable options for healthy living. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-O-E.